0: Hey, faith family, welcome to the Beyond Sunday podcast at Calvary Bible, where we go beyond the Sunday sermon to explore some rabbit holes and to bring some biblical truths to the surface. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Calvary Bible Church, welcome back to another episode of Beyond Sunday. I've got my friend, colleague. My friend?
1: Wow, I'm yeah. honored.
0: We should hang out more often. We should, yeah. We're just too
1: busy. Sell pumpkins together.
0: Yeah, That'd come be on by the pumpkin stand, baby. <laughs>
1: like that little shout out. You're welcome. Yeah,
0: thank you. Um, so yeah, Austin's here this week, Pastor Randy's, uh, at the beach and yeah. doing his thing. I bet you he's
1: body surfing. Body surfing. No, I doubt <laughs> it. He's probably a boogie board guy. I think he's a, uh, think he's a boogie board guy. I and mean, that's a good question. We should ask him
0: what he does at the beach. Yeah. What do you Besides
1: think? Besides read commentaries on he Hebrew reads? literature. Oh, 100%.
0: On the beach. Yeah. So, all right. What's his number one beach activity?
1: Reading. Reading. That's my guess.
0: I'm going to say just watching
1: people watching. Yeah, I could see that too.
0: That's my guess. Yeah, that's good. I guess we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> we'll find out. Maybe if we remember. Uh, I like boogie boarding. I'm
1: a, I'm a body surf guy. Boogie boarding's for people that don't know how to body surf. <laughs> <laughs> that can't do it on their own. <laughs>
0: hey, I'll raise my hand to that. Um, so I do have a joke for you. Good. This is not – I have one for Randy. I'm saving one for him. Well, here's one for you because
1: just would it go over my head? No, okay. I just oh, I think Most you'll appreciate this joke okay more than he would. All right, let's hear um, it.
0: So, my son asked me if trees poop. Jeez. I said to him, I said to him, Where do you think number two pencils come from?
1: Oh my goodness, that's incredible! Wow, <laughs> wow, that's incredible. There you go, that's really good. There you go. I have no words. Yep, I'm gonna have to have a word with Chase next time I see him, though. Just well, it, a joke. Question. He didn't actually
0: <laughs> ask me that. Come on. I'll All see. right.
1: Whew, wow. All
0: right, but you we do have. In. We've got some stuff to get to here. We're in Exodus 32 on Sunday. Now, to be fair, here, just again, a little uh, disclaimer: when this episode gets uploaded, I don't know if it'll. It won't be tomorrow for when we're recording, which is normal. It'll be sometime maybe a week late or something like that. So if you're listening to this episode, we're going back to the September 10th Sunday. Uh, I was teaching in Exodus 32. We were talking about Moses's intercession Mm -hmm. uh, for God's people at the base of Mount Sinai when they were just blowing things up. On the base of the mountain. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so we have uh, a couple of questions to get into, and you've got some thoughts and comments. Yep. So why don't I ask a question, and we'll see where the conversation goes. That'll be, yeah, work for mind. you.
1: Now, I had something really dumb I was going to say, but okay. I won't. You go ahead and ask me a question. We try not to say dumb <laughs> things
0: here. Um. So question came in: Why should we bother praying if God is just going to do what He does? Our prayers do they have any effect? And so I think that's a really natural question to ask, especially coming out of this passage where we see God seemingly kind of change Mm -hmm. course. You know, he says, leave me alone so that I can just burn hot and I'm gonna destroy these people. Um, But then Moses intercedes and God seems to, to change course. But then we also know that God is, you know, omniscient. He knows all things. He knows the future. He's, you know, we see that in prophecy and other places in scripture. So if God knows what's going to happen because he has ordained it to happen, he's sovereign over all things, then the flip side of this passage almost is why even bother pray? So what's, what's going on there? Um, and I don't know, I'll let you bring up the example you brought up from Genesis.
1: Yeah, so Jonathan read that question to me. And I was like, wow, that one, that's a great question. In some ways, a natural kind of response if you're thinking it through well. And my mind, immediately went to uh, the story where I believe it's Abraham mm-hmm. uh, is having this conversation with God when they're talking about Sodom and Gomorrah. And uh, God says he's going to destroy. Do you know which chapter that is? I should know. True. Uh, 15. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Something like that. But either way, Abraham has this conversation, this dialogue with God. And he says, well, what if, you know, there's 15 righteous people, are you still going to destroy him? And he's like, well, if I go in and there I find 15 righteous people, then I won't. And so the question, that's, that's the awesome summary. But then the question that you would raise when you hear that is, well, is God changing his mind um, in light of man's actions? So, um, I thought that would be an interesting um, story uh, to bring up in light of this yeah, of it's, question that we're it's having. it's very similar,
0: so. where Abraham kind of intercedes for the city, except for God doesn't relent. Because Correct. In, yes. in the Abraham example. Um, yeah, that – and I just mentioned it briefly on Sunday. It opens the door to the idea of open theism, right, which is a you fancy way that. of saying – God doesn't know what's happening in the future. He doesn't know what we are going to do or how we're going to respond. And so he just kind of reacts based on the current events. Um, Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, he was a deist. uh, He was a deist. Never mind. Scratch that. um, Which isn't isn't terribly far off. Um, But anyway, I mean, that question did, I mean, that, racked my mind. And I want to be careful, though, because I don't think either that passage in Genesis or this passage in Exodus is really meant to answer our hypothetical questions. I think it's meant to teach us different things, but it does raise the question. And um, one thing that helped me, I, I pulled it up here, is Numbers chapter 23, speaking about God. It says, God is not man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. So, he, he doesn't change his mind like we change our mind. Uh, sometimes I, I change my mind because I learned something that I didn't know. Uh, someone someone convinced me otherwise. Um, or, you know, sometimes I'm just fickle. You know, the shirt I picked out today might not have been the first shirt that I had on, you know. Um, right. And I just, yeah I'm just going to change my shirt. I'm just going to change. Um, but God doesn't change his mind because, one, he's fickle, or two, because he was convinced of something else or because he didn't know something, and that's what we talked about a little bit on Sunday where Moses kind of presents this argument for why God shouldn't destroy the people, and it, it wasn't as if that thought didn't occur to God, um, uh, but he responds to Moses's prayer, uh, but I think he responds because he also ordained and knew that Moses would pray, too, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I pulled up a quote here from Sam Storms. Uh, Sam, he, he wrote uh, an interesting book um, just answering questions, difficult questions that we have like this. And so one of the things he says is this. He says, We must never presume God will grant us apart from prayer, what he has ordained to grant us only by means of prayer. So if, if you're trying to track what he was saying mm-hmm. there, he's saying that God gives us what we ask for, but he also gives us what we ask for because he has given us the, he's ordained our prayer. He, he is, knows going to ask for it. Yeah, exactly. He knew we were going to ask for it because he's designed us to ask for it and ordained mm-hmm. that and so we we pray. We don't fall into this fatalistic, well, I'm just going to say, God, do what you're going to do. Amen. I'm out. You know, have a great day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, we pray like Moses prayed because we, we've, one, because God sovereignly ordained it to happen, but then, two, because we're becoming more in tune with God's heart, and so we pray like that. And, um, yeah, I think it's just a little, I don't know. Short-sighted to yeah. not think that God had given us the heart to pray that prayer in the beginning. So, yeah. And so we pray it.
1: Yep. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good word. Yeah. Plus, I mean, we're called to bring our request before the Lord. It's part of being in a relationship with Him, too. Just being in communication with Him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a little bit of the less theological response there, but no, plays but, into it a little bit.
0: Yeah. I, I find, at least for myself personally, that when I'm praying— and even praying out loud or writing a prayer down, um, my my thoughts seem to kind of develop as they're coming out. Yeah, if that makes sense. And And when they do, they they tend to drift towards a biblical prayer, a scriptural prayer, as opposed to you know, my own thoughts if that, yeah. if that makes any sense. so mm-hmm. it's good. Anyway. We want to keep praying um, because Moses sets us a good example. Right. There, to pray. Yeah. Which um, leads me to the next question. Yep. You ready for it or do you have anything else to add?
1: Uh, no, we'll go on to the next. I got some things that I'll say, but we'll, we'll answer the questions first and then we'll go to like my my comments. I kind of jotted down one. Great. When you were teaching on Sunday.
0: Okay. So question number two for us is this. Uh, what part? what parts of moses moses's example are normal that we should follow and what parts are unique to his situation and role um, i think these old testament narratives and stories uh, they're doing thing like multiple things at the same time you know they're pointing us to christ um they're developing our theology. You know, what do we learn about God? But I, I do think, too, that these biblical characters set examples for us, sometimes to follow and sometimes not to follow. Um, so I think it's a great question because mm-hmm. Moses, he's he's face to face with God. He's up on the mountain with him. So Moses's relationship with God is unique. Um, and... <laughs> I've not been on Mount Sinai. I've not spent 40 days and 40 <laughs> nights, you know, in a situation like this. And um, I mean, I find myself in uh, like a leadership role here at the church, but I'm not leading millions of people through the wilderness who are. Uh, thanks, thanks, Calvary <laughs> Bible Church for not like, you know, trying to get you know, gold. Yeah. I mean, just the problems that he faced uh, we extreme. The situation he faces yeah. is, is very unique. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious what you're thinking.
1: Yeah. So when you were talking in my mind, I was trying to run uh, back to, and maybe it doesn't correlate, but this whole time I've been thinking through like the Lord's, the Lord's prayer, uh, cause for the youth group, mm-hmm. we're teaching through this summer on the Mount. So I've been studying yeah. this summer on the Mount and I was thinking through like the Lord's prayer. And in my mind, studying the Lord's prayer is like, you know, there's, there's different aspects of that prayer that were to, you know, include in ours, whether that's Thanksgiving, praise, confession of sin. And so I don't know if that correlates to this or not, but I was just thinking through like some of the things that Moses does here is he, um, is like referring to the Lord's character, uh, and, mm-hmm. and the reference to what are the Egyptians going to say? And this is who you are. And so, um, yeah i don't know if that adds anything to it or not but just like thinking through okay what aspects of this um hold true to today even though again we're not you know up on a mountain with god for 40 days and 40 nights i think i still think there's some like characteristics and aspects of it that hold true for eternity yeah just
0: two two came to my mind and that was one of them uh moses's um his understanding of who God was his desire to see God glorified and just how his heart kind of lined up with God's, even in his anger toward the sin. Um, and, uh, you know, like you said, he, he knew God's character. And so he kind of prayed towards those, uh, character traits. Um, and then, then the second thing uh, that came to my mind was his heart for the people. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not leading millions of people through the wilderness and you know trying to get to the promised land, but um, but still, Moses's heart for those people, um, in in dire, deadly circumstances, uh, was certainly commendable uh, and and one to follow. And so, just to have have a heart for other people, to see them where they are. Um, just have eyes to see the needs that they they have, whether they're you know physical needs or spiritual needs, whatever those might be, and, and then to pray towards those ends. Um, so yeah, th- those are the two ways that I think we can follow Moses's mm-hmm. example. Right, it should be somewhat normalized for us. So I think just yeah, I think that's a great I think it's a great question because it helps us read our Bibles better. Yeah. Um. You know, you could read that that passage in your your devotions one morning and, and think, you know, "How am I going to apply this to my life?" Or does it does it change the way that I think about God, et cetera? And and I think one way it can, yeah, direct us is how we pray, um, even though our situation is different than Moses. Yeah. So, yeah, just thoughts off the top of my
1: head. Yeah, that's good. That's what I would. Uh, I mean, I guess that's somewhat of the direction that I was going when I was just first thinking this through Mm -hmm. you know similar to what the uh you know some of the old testament laws i remember learning in college it was like well how in the world do you relate or apply any of these old testament laws to your life you know um but what we were learning was there's like a uh, eternal kind of concept or or rule um amongst each of those and so you just gotta kind of figure out what those Mm -hmm. are um and then it's like okay well how does this apply to my life so again i think there's uh, definitely some some ways that these apply to us, even though we're not in the the exact same situation. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good.
0: All right. So what do you got for thoughts? Yeah. What uh, stood out yeah, to all? Yeah. So
1: so I I tried to take some notes when you were preaching. Just uh Yeah, want to pay attention, do my due diligence. So. For the the first point you have there, uh, I'm looking at my bulletin insert. If you don't have it in front of you, the first point that you had was what sin does to God. Mm -hmm. And I guess the the note that I jotted down wasn't so much what sin does to God as as much as it is what sin does to us. But when you were talking, I couldn't help but think about the fact that Israel's sin, what that does to us is that separates us from God. And I think for me, that was evident where like – God tells Moses, um, where is it? Basically, he was like, get away from me. Is that in verse 7? The Lord said to Moses, go down to your people whom you brought. Anyway, it's just one of those verses. um, I guess you have 7 through 10. Just those verses where um, you see the Lord being yeah angry and frustrated and i'm thinking to myself um you know there's just an, an example of the fact that our sin separates us from god and the fact that god's like wanting to sever ties here with moses uh, and the people of israel because of their sin and i was like how true is that for us yeah um in and, and the fact that we would be naive to think that our sin doesn't draw a wedge between us and the lord mm-hmm. so
0: yeah i mean he was he was livid um and it, it reminds me a little bit of Romans in that uh, the the church in Rome had this struggle with, well, God's going to forgive me. You know, we know that he's a loving God. He's gracious. And so we're just going to, you know, go about just our day. Out. And, yeah, right. you know, when we yeah. sin, eh, no big deal, you know, because God's going to forgive us. So it's yeah, maybe I don't need to change. Um, but when you see kind of what's going on in God's heart and mind there when his people are rebelling, it, it should change the way that we respond or think about our own sin because yeah, the way you put it to separate us from God is really good and so true. Um, and yeah, he, he wants, there's distance there, you know, spiritually speaking. Uh, and that's, that's a scary place to
1: be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So does not make light of sin.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then again, if we're you know using the Pastor Randy, um, concept here of power of the gospel, the good mm-hmm. news is that we have a great inner, inner, interceder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Jesus. Um, so the good news is, is uh, sin separates us from God, but we do have this uh, great interceder, interceder in Jesus uh, on our behalf, just like Moses does for the people. So. Yeah.
0: Yep thankfully.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, so anyway, the second thing was, was for that second point, it says why we need prayer, um, and prayers, uh, in verses 11 through 13. And one of the things it was more of a, just like a personal note for myself was, am I praying for, uh, other people beyond just myself? Um, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, I can just be like, Lord, help me with this. I need this. I got this going on tomorrow. Uh, but how often am I spending time in prayer? Uh, for other people. Uh, and I guess one of the things I'll say to that is, um, and I've told you this before is I have printed out like all the names of the students and leaders in the student Mm -hmm. ministry and have them up on like a wall so that I can pray for different students and leaders, uh, every day. And I'm not saying this to brag. I'm just saying this because what I've experienced is when I've been praying for people by name, I've been encouraged by the heart that the Lord has given me for uh, these people. So beyond just praying for them, Mm -hmm. uh, the Lord does a really neat thing in our hearts when we're praying on behalf of other people. And I can speak firsthand to that. Yeah, so
0: I think it's a great example in two ways. One, it's a practical uh, way to go about your prayer life, just to have a list you know, that's in front of you, which can be super helpful. Yeah. I forget.
1: It's hard to get, you know, hard to to get everybody, you know, it's nice to have something to look at. Yeah.
0: I was just making a prayer list today because it's not a regular practice of mine, but I wrote some things down just to keep track and um, yeah, to have that visual in front of you and then to be able to go back to it is great. But then too, I think the neat thing also to hear you say is an example of how that changes you how your prayers begin to when you're praying for someone you're praying in a way that you believe god would want you to pray you know what i mean right so it's like your heart's you know shifting a little bit um you know not necessarily your heart's shifting in a way that you're um not necessarily just praying for someone's healing you know if they're in a if they need healing um, but you're also praying that their faith would be strengthened too, right? And, and that changes our understanding of yeah, um, who God is, and hopefully makes our hearts again just more in tune with His. So, yeah, it's um, a good word. Yeah, no, those are those are that's a great example. Um, yeah, prayer. It's uh, man, it's an area I need to grow in. So, hoping this series does does my heart and soul well. Yeah. So, any other thoughts, questions,
1: comments? That was, that was all I had. Um, I really enjoyed – I can probably speak on behalf of Calvary Bible Church. Uh, I've really enjoyed the sermon on Sunday. I'm looking forward to three more weeks, is it? Yeah. I guess not this coming Sunday, no, which would be the 17th. Which is? Barbecue bananas a day. Yeah. So Pastor Randy's on. Yeah. And then uh, after that, it's three weeks for you. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm looking forward – uh to studying more about prayer it's definitely something i need to grow in so when i heard that's what we were talking about i was like man this will be really helpful for me for all of us (laughs) for all of us yeah any can i ask for like a sneak peek do you know where we're going (laughs)
0: uh i don't have it all mapped out yet but two two ways i think we'll go one would be praying uh, persistently okay and then praying for help gotcha um so those are those are two directions i think we'll head okay i'm
1: excited yeah i'm excited it'll be good Yeah,
0: uh, me too. Good deal. Sweet. All right. Cue the uh, outro music, and uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for joining into the podcast. Uh, We love you guys, and see you on Sunday. We'll see you all. Thanks again for joining us on today's episode. And remember, our Sunday sermons are meant to lead us to a life of worship beyond Sunday.